subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, Devo, and me are flats guys. Are you a drums or a flats guy? He'll do it wrong. I'm a drums oh, guy. Oh, Chuck. We got some drums. pushback. He's an outlier. Yeah. He's an outlier. <laughs> well, I mean, but Ty eats him with ranch dressing, too. So don't, don't please don't. So do I. Oh, Chuck. my God. We've had this to be. So do I. We're outnumbered. Thank oh. God. Y'all Thank are doing God. it wrong. <laughs> uh, my dad likes the homemade blue cheese, but... Yeah, Chuck. We, me and Chuck, I just guess I have a lot in common, man. Ranch, flats. Now that Chuck's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck may change now that he knows this. Like, it's like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> hey, we're brought to you by QC Kinetics. It's a fast break Friday. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader. In this exciting treatment, they use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore or repair damaged tissue. So if you've got ongoing joint pain, I had a problem with my left shoulder, uh, we're through the process. We're down to the last step or two in making uh, my shoulder feel like brand new again. Uh, they can heal arthritis pain, joint injury. Uh, you need to call QC Kinetics. So if you're avoiding golf, you're avoiding hunting, if you're avoiding fishing or any of the things you love because of the chronic joint pain, QC Kinetics can help you with that. It's, uh, it's available right now in Northwest Arkansas. And appointments are available next week. 479-999-1234. That's nine 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 one two three four for QC Kinetics. Guys, we've already gotten several texts this morning about Nick Smith Jr. Danny from Magazine thinks that this is going to be a positive, as a lot of Arkansas fans feel. Uh, now, it's not 100% until we see it in person on Saturday, but Nick and Makai Mitchell almost confirmed it on social media a day or so ago. So what's the uh, excitement level for the thought process that Nick's going to play tomorrow? Well, I think given the fact that everybody in Arkansas is talking about it, I would say the excitement level is fairly high on the part of the fans. I think that, you know, this is um, it's another piece to the puzzle. They're playing well right now. And, you know, certainly adding a player like Nick Smith Jr. doesn't hurt things. In fact, it helps a lot. So, you know, I, I think if anybody's expecting him to come out and score 25 his first time out, I mean, they might be a little disappointed, but... Um, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see him get into basketball shape. Um, you know, uh, how far down the line do we go before he can be, you know, what you would call, if you need him to play every minute, he can play every minute. Um, how far are we away from that? Uh, I just don't know. And those are things we're going to have to find out. One one thing that we all know, and I think that this team knows it, and I think needs to be reminded of it, is they've won without him. I mean, so right. this. I mean, it, it is not as though he needs to be the savior to save the season, to put them in the tournament, to um, to do a number of things that oftentimes become the situation a team finds themselves without their best player, without the the guy that it was all supposed to to be built around. 
it didn't fall apart without him. And that's a tribute to everyone else. I don't say that. That's not a knock on Nick Smith, but this team has found a way to make this a successful season so far. And I know they got behind early in SEC play. Some of that was scheduled. Some of that was their play. But, Chuck, they found a way to rally and um, and make this thing go and win at a place like Kentucky. And I know it's not a vintage Kentucky team, but um, they found a way to do all of this to get to this point uh, with, without Nick. I don't think that can be forgotten. Well, it's not like, you know, Nick's, when he comes out there, everybody's going to say, well, we got to throw the ball to Nick every time. Uh, I mean, you know, we can't do anything without Nick. I don't think that's going to be the mentality at all. I, They've done a very good job of playing without him, and I think they'll do a good job of playing with him. Um, you know, the, the, the hope has always been that he would come back and play. And so it's not as though... You know, this is something that's just coming out of left field. And uh, everybody's been hoping this would happen. His teammates have been hoping this would happen. And so um, I think this will be fine. And, and, and it makes the team better. Now, does it make the team, you know, I mean, today, do you look at this team and say, well, gosh, this is the best team in the country? I don't know about that. But, I mean, he sure does add a lot to it. And they'll figure it out as we go. I, I mean, you know, and again, there's there's seven games left. Uh, this team's not going to win the SEC regular season championships. Not going to happen. So uh, you go out and you try to get better every game. You try to solidify where you are in the dance. And when you get there, you make sure you got everything ready to go. But, I mean, when you add a player like this, um, it doesn't have to be overnight. And to your point that they won without him, you know, it also means that, you know, they don't have to come into a situation Saturday or Wednesday or the game after that where – as you say, Nick's got to win it for him. Uh, they've got other guys who can win games. Nick is a perfectionist. I watched him hit 12 threes in practice, and he finally missed one, and it was like the world was coming to an end. So you guys were talking about expectations from the fans. He also needs to have some expectations for himself when he comes back, kind of like you're saying. He's not going to drop 25 tomorrow night. He needs to just slowly kind of get himself back into the fold and hopefully he can just, again, show some signs because it's been nearly two months that he, since he's played. Bradley, December the 17th. This is not about Nick Smith. This is not about Nick Smith. This is about the Razorbacks. What Nick Smith needs to do is come in and be a great teammate. That's the, that's the most important thing he needs to do. He needs to come in and be a great teammate. He needs to be a great teammate, help his team win ball games. That's, that's, that's his role. This is not about Nick. This is not about, you know, how many points is Nick going to get? Is this going to help his draft stock? Is this going to hurt his draft stock? It's not about any of that. This is about the Razorbacks. And if he'll come in and be a great teammate and let his ability take over, Arkansas is going to be a lot better for him being out there. Yeah. I don't know how many games to expect there to be a reacclimation period, if you will. It, I mean, common sense tells you it's not going to be at 100 on game one, I know they've had some practice time, but practice time this time of year, I would imagine, is 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 very limited in comparison to what you would do in the preseason as far as the intensity. So I'm expecting a game or two of kind of reacclimation, if you will. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be a period there. The thing that, you know, um, it's about conditioning. It's about being in basketball yep. shape. Um, and, you know, Nick's not traveled the last couple of trips and, you know, people were reading things into that, but a lot of this has been about conditioning. A lot of this has been about working 
uh, you know, having something, you know, on your plate every day in terms of that. And so um, I would imagine, you know, again, it's, yeah, there's there's going to take, it's, it's not going to be the complete finished product the first time out. But again, respectfully, everybody's making this too much about Nick Smith and how, you know, how many points Nick's going to get, how much he's going to play and all that stuff. This is about the basketball team. They've won five conference games in a row, and they got a chance to make it six on Saturday. If Nick can help him do that, great. Great. But if he can't, you do it without him. And, you know, again, if he'll come in and be a great teammate, everything will be fine, and I think he will. Yeah, on that note, based on the few games that we've gotten to watch, one of the things I noticed about Nick is consistently when he got a great pass from Makai Mitchell or a great screen, you know how he points it to his teammate like, thanks for setting me up, man. I saw him do that at least 10 times this season. I, I don't think that that's going to be an issue, him coming back. Now, him getting back into it, you're talking about the, the separation, just trying to get this team to win. What I worry about is the defensive aspect, because Arkansas has been elite defensively lately. Nick is not one of the better defenders on this team. Do they give up points? Does he give up backdoor cuts? Does he give up opponents making shots in his face? That's the I don't know if his offensive game is going to dwindle. That's the part that I wonder how he's going to get back in the fold is how they play defense because they've been killing it in that area lately. Well, if he helps him, he'll play. If he doesn't, he won't. You know, I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I, again, this is this is not just about Nick and Arkansas is playing well right now, and so um, they'll find a way to fit him in. And um, when he gets to the point where he's in basketball shape and everything's flowing again, when they need him to take over, I'll bet he takes over. But, um, you know, this is about the team. And they got it going right now. And they're confident right now. If Nick was coming back at a time when, you know, they were struggling and losing um, and he was having to be the savior, I don't think that'd work. I, I just don't believe that would work. But right now, the team's playing well. And as you said, Tommy, you know, we talked earlier this week. I mean, they've proven they can win without him. Uh, they're, they're, they're better with him, you know. Uh, I think we'll all see that. But um, I understand all the focus on Nick Smith Jr. But this team is playing well right now, and it's his obligation to fit into that. And I think he will. So. We talk about the Alabama hangover in football, particularly if you've beaten Alabama. Is there anything to the thought of a Kentucky hangover when you go win at a place like this? Or how I don't is, think how with is this different? team, no. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the way they're playing right now, no. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any hangover from that at all. I don't think there's any letdown after that at all. Now, every game's different. And Mississippi State may come in here and play a great game. But I don't think it's going to be because Arkansas has got a hangover after Kentucky. They just got their best one of the season. There any disputing that on the road? Oh, I don't know about that. Rival, I mean, highest profile win. I highest, I'm, you know. I, there'll be a, it's 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 the win that meant the most to us. I think it's certainly fair to say that. I think it's the win that's meant the most to the fan base. There's a difference between a letdown and a drop off. There will be a drop off. They're not going to shoot like they did on Tuesday night tomorrow. There's no way they're going to shoot like they did. At its time, it it has not held up, but uh, maybe even the San Diego State game way back when in Hawaii might have been metrically a bigger win, but but, but no one considers that in the same category conversation as Kentucky. 
beating Kentucky is kind of like beating Alabama and Texas in football. Yeah. Um, it's a successful season. You, you know, you feel like you're good. I mean, you feel like you're, you're, you're relevant. You're, you're, you're talked about on the national stage when you win a game like that. Um, it's a big deal to Arkansas fans to beat Kentucky. But, but, I mean, those were two unranked teams playing. I mean, you know, when you talk about best win of the season, I mean, um, they beat an unranked team. And so I don't, I, don't, I don't know that, you know, you can necessarily call it, hey, that's the best win of the year. But there's no question, there's no question that it's the win that means the most to Razorback fans because over the years, beating Kentucky and Rupp meant you were really good. Yeah, I, I think the question you're at, when you say letdown, you mean a loss? Or are you just saying they're not going to play to the standard that they set forth on two? Because, again, they shot 63%. Well, Ty, your point's made on that. I, I mean, everybody understands they're not going to shoot 72% in the second half. You don't have to shoot 72% in the second half to win. <laughs> Um, is there going to be a drop-off from there? Well, I doubt they shoot 72% one of the halves. But I don't, I don't think there's going to be any kind of letdown. I don't think there's going to be any kind of hangover. I think Bud Walton Arena at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon is going to be at a fever pitch. Mm-hmm. And I think when Nick comes off the bench, it's going to get even bigger than that. Yeah, I'm sure. So he- I know. I don't think there's going to be any letdown at all. I'm sure. If, we- if, if, if anything, I'd be more worried about too much emotion. Well, that, and that plays into the role. We've seen that before where an Arkansas team is welcomed into top five team. I mean, we got to remember against Auburn a couple years. I know last year against Auburn and Kentucky would be the two examples. They started really hot against Kentucky. They couldn't hit you-know-what against Auburn to start at that game because they were too emotionally jacked up. Mm-hmm. And so that is going to play a role in tomorrow with their supposed teammate who hasn't played nearly two months coming back. You just got... You're, at least from a shooting standpoint and the game standpoint and a fan perspective, the best win of the season, all that combined with trying to assimilate Nick back into it with the fans being as jacked up as they are, they could come in emotionally overcharged in this game and that could lead to them at least not starting. And I think they'll win tomorrow, but this idea that they're going to just blow the doors off of Mississippi State I think would be misguided because I think it's going to be a tight game, especially the way they play well, defense. I, I'm sure you guys have had similar text and, and calls the last, you know, 24 hours. This, I think it's going to be a hard ticket, the hardest ticket of the year to this point because I've had, I mean, half a dozen, dozen be I don't know if that represents everybody, but I've had I've had a number of people looking for tickets. Hey, you got any? You know anybody? You know anyone selling them? So I, I, think, I think it's going to be a big crowd and probably the best atmosphere of the year. Well, I think we'll be able to say that three more times. Yeah. I think we'll say it for this game, and I think we'll say it again for the Florida game, and I think we'll say it for the Kentucky game. You know, you've got three three Saturday games at home. Ooh. In your last seven games, you got three Saturday games at home, and so yeah, they're going to be tough tickets. It's it's going to be uh, it's been tough this week. It'll be tougher next week, and it'll be really tough when they play Kentucky. Better want to go to Georgia if you if you don't have tickets. That that might be the game. Georgia it might be, might be. Absolutely. Hey, I know a lot of people are going to be on the move, Chuck. Now is uh, the time to, to partner yourself with a great group of realtors. Well, there are some. And, uh, you know, I partnered a couple of times with Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. And I think that, you know, if, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, um, I think your experience with them will be good. Um, I think more than anything, when you get into a real estate transaction, you want someone that really understands the game. You want someone that understands the market, 
that is well-trained and can get you ultimately from contract to close. And that's what you're going to get with a Weikert agent. You get a great negotiator. You get someone that's going to be your advocate 24-7 right there on your side of the table. And these are serious transactions, and you do need somebody that, frankly, knows more about it than anybody else. And that's what you're always going to get with a Weicker Realtor. That was my experience when I dealt with Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, and I think that's going to be your experience as well. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale and Bentonville and Fort Smith, even in Branson now. So uh, you're going to see their yellow signs all over town. You can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Big SEC news yesterday. Texas and Oklahoma have reached an agreement on a deal to exit the Big 12 year early, join the SEC in 2024. Chuck, we were talking about this last week. The hang-up was with kind of Fox and ESPN deciding about games, what network they were going to play on, but unless the the Board of Regents says otherwise, this is going to happen, and we're going to see these guys a year earlier than initially anticipated. Yeah, the deal's done. I mean, it's done. Um, and, and it's and it's going to happen. And I think we all knew it would. The hang-up was what compensation would Fox get. And from what I read, virtually all of the $100 million that Texas and Oklahoma combined to pay will go to Fox. And I think there was a game somewhere down the road here in a few years where Michigan was going to go to Austin, which would have made it ESPN's game. And now Texas is going to go to Ann Arbor, which makes it, uh, makes it Fox's game. So uh, basically they had to appease Fox on this, and they've done it. Fox is getting their money, and so we're, we're going to move on down the road. Yeah, it was 2024 and 2027. Like you said, they just switched, and that's going to be a, an awesome game. Yeah. I mean, Wolverines and Longhorns, I, I'm excited to watch that game. Well, what's going to be awesome is having Texas and Oklahoma in the league. I mean, yeah. everybody's going to have great out-of-conference games, but I think that you know it, it, it's something that needed to happen. Um, I think it's something we all knew would happen. I don't believe anybody in their right mind thought it would really be 2025 before Texas and Oklahoma joined the league. They're ready to go, and, you know, the Big 12 needs them to go. You know, the Big 12's got new teams coming in, new schools. They've got scheduling issues. They've got uh, – they're trying to work out how they fit into all this landscape. And so, you know, the truth of the matter is that, you know, this was inevitable, so – Let's do it as close to immediately as we can. And um, now that everybody's getting their money, everybody's good with it. And there'll be about a $30 million jump from Big 12 revenue to contract. What did you say? If it's $42 million 42, yeah. Past year, uh, the, the league under the new constructs of, of this new expanded league, a new TV deal will be close to $70 million. So, I mean, you're talking about a you know close to $30 million gain. I think it's so, going to be about 55 this year from right. what I understand. and. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, you can pay out 50 if you guaranteed you're going to get, you know, as you were talking about, 70 moving right. forward. You make it up You're happy time. to pay that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there, there, there is from a, fin- from a business decision, from a financial standpoint, there is a path to getting yourself back to whole. And I think there's, you know, there's a boost in uh, probably your donations and your ticket, get- or ticket sales and a lot of things. I mean, let's face it. Uh, OU and Texas home schedules take a tremendous leap forward by having SEC schools on them, you know, whatever that, five times or four times, whatever it's going to be in that, that early rotation. Well, just to give you an idea about how much money's on the table here, $50 million, that's, that's nothing. I, I mean, that's nothing. Part of this may be coming from ESPN. I don't know, but $50 million is nothing. I mean, it, that, that sounds crazy. I understand that. 
But paying fifty million dollars to get out of there's nothing. No, you're right. In the grand scheme of things, you know, it, it can all be made made whole in a year or two, three tops. You you've come from the position, Tommy, that Hunter Yurchek needs to try his best to split the Texas and Oklahoma game year over year, where you play one at home one year, one on the road, and try and separate it like that. How, how does ideal. how does this news affect Arkansas athletics? This, that we're getting well, from yesterday. Well, it helps everybody. Yeah, I, well, I've always from thought... From our vantage point. I've always thought it helped... Bad? Well, I, I think it helps you go into Oklahoma and Texas and recruit even better. I mean, it gives you another... I mean, it, it makes the SEC more relevant um, and it makes it the central focus in both of those states. And those are places you need to recruit well. So, from how does your football program get better when you're playing better competition, I think you can recruit those those areas with a lot more... Validity and urgency than you than you have in previous times. Arkansas. What, what do you think, Ty? Well, my thought was, and I heard Greg McElroy talk about this years ago. Arkansas had the advantage with Texas for years because there was no Texas school that was in the SEC. A and M comes over, and they don't have that anymore. And now you got Texas coming in and OU coming in. So my thought is, you've had this advantage over Texas and Oklahoma, saying we're the SEC, we're the big dogs. You don't have that anymore. So I'm wondering from a recruiting vantage point, is that a big deal? And you've talked about, and we all both talked about NIL being the biggest now, and it's hard to dispute that, but that also plays into it. You're playing the biggest, baddest conference in the country, and now Steve Sarkeesian can walk into a house, and Brent Venables can walk into a house and say, we're going to be in the best conference in college football. You don't have to go there. You don't have to come here. You can come to Norman. You can come to Austin. That's my thought. I was just wondering... What y'all's was on that? Oh, I think it heats up recruiting battles. There's no doubt about that. I mean, it uh, it heats up recruiting battles. But you know, uh, there's um, um, you know there've there've been players that you know they've they've been able to sign while SEC schools were recruiting them. I mean, it's not like they've they've uh, you know they've lost every player they've been after that an SEC school offered to. So. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, it heats up the recruiting battles, but that's all right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've been for this for a long time, and yeah, in my ideal world, you have OU in Texas as part of your permanent schedule, and one's in your building, one's in your stadium. You know, every season. I don't know that it's going to work out. We'll see who the three common opponents are. I can bet you my last dollar is going to be Missouri is going to be one of them, and you know, don't rule out Ole Miss or LSU is is the other. Um, so. The idea of getting one or one or both of these teams every year um, may be far fetched in the eyes of the people in Birmingham. So, well, I think you know one thing you got to point out is I mean this is not Hunter Urechek's decision, correct? I, I mean this is not his decision. This is an SEC decision. My suspicion is that either Texas or Oklahoma will be one of the permanent opponents. I don't think both will be. I think Missouri will be one of them, and I've always believed Ole Miss would be one of Arkansas's permanent opponents. So if I was laying money, I'd say Ole Miss, Missouri, and either Texas or Oklahoma. I don't think there's going to be Texas and or, you know, I don't think Texas and Oklahoma are going to be on the schedule every year. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like that. There, there, there's just too many teams. And, you know, we focus on us, obviously, but there are a lot of, you know, I promise you the SEC wants Georgia to play Oklahoma. They want uh, um, uh, they want Texas and Florida. They want they want their brand teams. They want Tennessee going to Norman. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying that our position's not strong. I'm just saying that, you know, the league office is ultimately the ones that are going to decide this. Well, and every AD in the league will want Texas coming to their stadium as quickly as possible because Texas doesn't play on the road in places that aren't sold out. They're like George Strait, man. They sell it out every night everywhere. I mean, yeah, but uh, those other teams are already selling out their games. Well, your, your point, Joe, I mean, that's I think your point's true in basketball and baseball, but we're an afterthought in football in this conference. There's not a lot of respect from Birmingham, one of us. Now, we need to change that, but there's not. There's I not respect out of Birmingham. I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't think that if you got in a room with Greg Sankey, Womack, Herb Benson, who's a Little Rock guy and all that, I just don't think there's a lot of respect for Arkansas football right why, now. Why do you say I that? I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think they... There's uh, nothing... Think, to... Well, just hang on. Having Knowing these people, I, I, I do think there's respect for Arkansas football. Now, do they favor the, the top programs? Yeah, they do. But I, I don't think there's disrespect. You got a lot of other programs above you. And that, like, like you just said, laid out, there's a... There's a difference between like disrespect and then not favoring Arkansas is kind of in the middle somewhere. You don't have a lot of love in Birmingham for your football program. But it's not disrespect. Win more games. That's yeah, exactly more right. Games. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore. He's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Guys, we also got Super Bowl Sunday this weekend and I was telling Chuck this on Wednesday when we had that Buffalo Wing conversation Tommy you'll like this the over under for Buffalo Wings consumed is one point I think four or five billion pounds wow. of wings this weekend now I'm like y'all I think there's better games that we can watch out there but this is just an event that everyone flocks to and that's why they're going to have probably 100 million people watch it once again so if I'm not having wings at, at my Super Bowl party I, am I just doing it wrong I think it's the number one, according to stats and research, it's the number one consumed food. I don't have wings on the menu. You don't? What is on the menu? Uh, Gumbo. That's solid. Red beans and rice. That'll work. And maybe some jambalaya. Probably probably gumbo and red beans and rice will be enough. Plenty of starch? Oh, yeah, plenty of carbs. Plenty of starch. Carb up. Ready to go, Chuck? Uh, you have a menu set in front, or are you just kind of dealing I'm, down? Uh, I'm told that chicken and shrimp will be part of the uh, menu. Well, that is, yeah, I'm gonna have chicken I'm and shrimp guest. and the gumbo. 
I'm a guest. I don't host parties. I'm a guest. I go. <laughs> but I don't actually host them. You're always a willing participant. I'm a guest. That's what I'm good at when it comes to Super Bowl parties. I got a text from my buddy Jace earlier this week, and I offer, hey, just, man, just tell me what you and the wife want me to bring. So whatever they tell me, and that yeah. will dictate what I'm bringing. That, that, that's, you have to do that, right? If you go to someone's Super oh, Bowl party, you got to bring yeah, something. Yeah, at least offer, you know. Part of it. And then don't show up with a six-pack of beer. You know. I was going to say, Ty comes walking in with a six-pack. Yeah, well, I've... I usually bring a third. Uh, listen, that, that is another morning host that has done this. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty generous with that at my house once, you know. That would... Showed up for a party, <laughs> big shrimp boil. It's the Ar- Arkansas-Auburn game way back when with Arkansas won on the road. And, yeah, showed up with a six-pack. I think this is the first year, speaking <laughs> of alcohol, that Amheuser-Busch is not... The official, so you'll see other com- commercials besides that Budweiser wow. horse. I didn't know that. I think they'll have more than just that, if I remember reading that correctly. So you'll, I mean, you'll have Amheuser Busch and Budweiser commercials, but you also have other stuff as well. I read on Wallet Hub where they sell ninety percent beer sales nationally are ninety percent higher on Super Bowl weekend than any other weekend of the year. Ninety yeah. percent, and for ninety percent for Jeez. most of Arkansas, this isn't a hard and fast rule. But for most of the state, you better buy your beer on Saturday. Yep. <laughs> Depending on where you live, there's a few places. You know, if you're kind of a, near a lake or a resort town, they they may sell on Sundays. Tawny but, Town, baby, <laughs> maybe. But you know, most, I, I know for most of my lifetime, if you needed it on Sunday, and it's still this way, if you didn't buy it on Saturday, you're going across the border. You're crossing the bridge. Going into uh, Oklahoma to get it. Then it's that 3.2 stuff, you know. I'm more about the food now than I am necessarily the alcohol. You know, I'm at the point in my life where I want to know what's on the menu. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all have, like, jobs and got to get up and come in here Monday morning. I won't drink. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not... I mean, I can't Ty's get Ty's young. I mean, Ty's young. I will not he drink can, a drop uh, on Sunday. He can burn it at both ends. I mean, I couldn't even go fishing for two days and get here on time, much less, you know, get tore down on a Sunday night and get here on time. Yeah, I mean, come I on. I, I'll get, uh, most of my other friends will get tanked, but I'll, I won't drink a drop on Sunday. Well, I, it needs to be Super Bowl Saturday, but it'll never happen. That was that bill we were talking about. But all right, so uh, looking at the game itself, you've got two of the more exciting young quarterbacks in the National Football League. Patrick Holmes announced last night as the NFL MVP, deservedly so. He was fantastic these playoffs. Guys, they're both dealing with injuries. Mahomes, that high ankle sprain, hurts with the shoulder. Uh, I know the Eagles have a great pass rush, as to have the Chiefs in the playoffs. Who gets to the quarterback more tomorrow? Or excuse me, Sunday. Philadelphia. I agree. And I think that's why the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I think they're better on the lines of scrimmage both sides. I think they get the better defense of the two. And, yeah, I'm with Chuck. I mean, it's it's the Eagles. We'll get to Mahomes more. Clay has talked about Jeremiah Washburn being the Arkansas connection in this game, coaching the linebackers for the Eagles, who have been, again, awesome this season. You also think about the Eagles' ground game, number one team in the NFL running the football, and they have dominated teams. You mentioned that line of scrimmage. I know Jason Peters is now a Dallas Cowboy, but for years he was a Philadelphia Eagle. They've retooled, and then they've got Antonio Brown and Devontae Smith on the outside. That is that is just going to be a tough out for the Chiefs this weekend. I, I'm kind of with you. I was initially leaning Chiefs, but the more I looked at this game, I'm like, a lot of things favor the Eagles in this situation. Big, big. They do, but Mahomes is the MVP. He's the equalizer. I mean, Mahomes right. is the guy. And if there's any guy out there that can overcome all that, it's Mahomes. Big legacy moment, not just for Mahomes, but also Andy Reid. 100%. Second Super Bowl for him. 
Um, if he if he can put that on the mantle, a second a second championship, he goes. You know, he just goes up a few notches. I don't know how to describe. You know, he he not he doesn't become Belichick or Bill Walsh or any of those guys, but it's a it's a big point of of uh, legacy. It probably secures him for whatever this is worth as a first ballot Hall of Fame guy when the time comes. Uh, and. When he went up, I think it was the Eagles and Pats years ago in that Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb, great quarterback, but Tom Brady's a better quarterback. There's no disputing that. In this game, he has the better quarterback. And Mahomes is, as Chuck just mentioned, maybe a great equalizer in this one. Might not have the better team, but definitely has the better QB. Well, boys, I hope you're ready because next week is Valentine's Day. And uh, if you're not ready, you better get yourself ready. We can help you. Go to hitthatline.com and register for our Valentine's getaway to the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa. We got a stay for you, meals, drinks, massages, the whole bit at the Arlington. Plus, we're giving away a 14-karat white gold and ruby pendant and chain from Swift's Jewelry in Fayetteville. This baby's valued at $560, $150 gift card to Richard's Country Meat Market, and a $150 gift card to Cupid's Lingerie. Just go to hitthatline.com, register there, do it once a day, every day, Till February 13th when we'll give that thing away during Ruskin and Zach. It's all brought to you by Richard's Country Meat Market, by Swift's Jewelry in Fayetteville, your personal jeweler since 1956, and by Cupid's Lingerie in Springdale and in Bentonville and online at shopcupids.com. Register now at hitthatline.com. Morning Rush Daily Question when we return. You're in the middle of Fast Break Friday on the Morning Rush presented by QC Kinetics. Get real lasting relief from chronic joint pain. Wheels RV wants you to seek out all the natural state has to offer this year. Explore Arkansas in a new RV from Grand Design, Forest River, KZ, Heartland, Keystone, or Alliance. All the best brands at the best prices. Enjoy peace of mind with our lifetime warranty on every new RV and a mobile service shuttle to keep you camping. So come on in and discover why Wheels was voted the best RV dealership in Northwest Arkansas. Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Have a Hello, Trojan Nation. Welcome back to the Trojan Sports Report on ESPN 96.3, brought to you by National Park College and State Farms' Heather Powell, with a special thanks to Karen Hill. First up, we have basketball. The boys faced Lake Hamilton on Friday and won 58-52. Then Tuesday, the boys beat Bitten 58-49. The girls also faced Lake Hamilton, but sadly lost 51-39. The girls then played Bitten as well and lost 63-28. They did put up a good fight, and we are very proud of them, as are we, the boys. Now we have an interview with the head girls basketball coach. So, um, I know the season's coming to an end. How has it been going so far this year? It's been different. It's been a learning experience, I think, for, for myself and for the girls as well. We're playing with seven girls this year, so it's uh, every day is a new challenge, and uh, they're getting better. They're showing signs, and then uh, we just got to find a way to complete games. We're playing about two quarters instead of four quarters, and we're getting real close to beating people, and then we're just kind of running out of gas with seven girls, but we're, uh, they're learning, and they're, they're working hard, so happy and proud of them. Oh, well, that's great. Um, what's the overall chemistry of your team this year? Chemistry is good. Like I said, with seven girls, they all get along. Um, all seven girls have 4.0s right now, so uh, we, get to, we get to celebrate that quite a bit with them and, and try to do more team team activities together and uh, celebrate more than just basketball sometimes. And uh, they're, they're taking care of business in the classroom and representing us well. Yeah, 
so um, I know you're the athletic director. Um, how do you handle those responsibilities and the girls basketball team? Right. Yes, I'm a, I help Coach Eccles with it, so I'm his assistant athletic director along with girls basketball and head golf coach as well. So it's a, it's a full schedule, and it's just trying to, to manage the day-to-day things when I, when I have an opportunity to and help with uh, athlete eligibility with all sports and, and help coaches out to keep their, their kids going in the right direction with all their things done, um, help out with facilities and unlocking things. And, you know, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of busy time for sure, but it's it's fun and uh, working with good people makes it even better. All right, well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Moving on to bowling, they had their conference meet on Wednesday, and this decides who goes to state. Kira Flowers made it, and the whole boys team is going together. Their state is actually happening today, so let's wish them good luck. Well, that's all for today. This has been your Trojan Sports Report, brought to you by National Park and State Farm's Heather Powell. Go Trojans! Have a loan with a variable to balloon rate? That might be a problem if it's due to reprice soon. Let Farm Credit fix your problem with a long-term fixed interest rate loan. Farm Credit's terms are the longest in the ag industry, ensuring you'll have peace of mind for years to come. At Farm Credit, you have nothing to lose. When rates begin to drop, you can easily readjust your rate again with no refinancing application, no new appraisals, no new title work. We make it simple. Find a Farm Credit office near you at myaglender.com. Equal housing lender. Quality tells, quality sells. Close your eyes and imagine the smell of fresh smoked meats. Mmm, that's the atmosphere at Weldon's Meat Market. When looking for fresh cut-to-order meats, look no further. Weldon's is a full-service meat market with all your game day meats. Weldon's has cold smoked ribeyes, and they also have fresh fish on Wednesdays. You can order a meat and cheese tray for your watch party. Call-in orders are appreciated but not required. Weldon's Meat Market is located on Central Avenue in Hot Springs. Stop by or call today. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on the lights. We switch TV channels. Some of us switch partners while square dancing. Well, that's a stretch. But what's not a stretch is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, State Farm agent Heather Powell, right here in Arkadelphia, can switch you over so you can start saving today. Heather and her team are ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood. With Heather Powell, it's easy to switch and save. Just give her a call when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. Your home for every Razorback football, basketball, and baseball game. ESPN 963. Come. Streaming now on hitthatline.com. Corporal, wait for an answer. All right, so the Arkansas Razorbacks trying to extend their five-game conference winning streak to six tomorrow night. Bud Walton Arena will have pregame coverage beginning at 4 o'clock with the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast, followed by Chuck and Z, and then the game, of course, right here at 5 o'clock. Guys, if I set the over-under with Nick Smith points tomorrow at 10, you taking the over or the under tomorrow night? Oh, I'd probably take the under because I don't think he'll play... I think the over-under on minutes would be a, a more interesting conversation. I don't think he plays more than 20 minutes. I, I would think probably more in the 12 to 15 range, and that's going to be split up, and how much of a flow of the offense do you get in? Uh, so I would say under, but I, I'm more interested in looking at the number of minutes, Chuck, when it's all over. Yeah, minutes is the thing to me. And and I would think that, you know, like you say, I, I wouldn't think he would get an inordinate amount, uh, you know, number of minutes. I, I don't think the uh, – you know, the focus is to win the game, and you can't let anything distract you from that. And I think that's the uh, that's the biggest thing tomorrow. If you need Nick to score 15 to win, I'll bet he can. But I don't think they'll need him to do that. 
When he initially came back after the Euro trip against Troy, he played five minutes. Uh, the Bradley game was at 20, and then some of the other games he played 20-plus. So I'm like you. I think under 20 minutes is probably a, a good – I don't think that's going to be on the bet, Sarah Snap, but if it was, I would take the under yeah, two. He played that Bradley. It might be now. Yeah. might be now. You never know. <laughs> Could go up. Remember in, in Little Rock or North Little Rock in the Bradley game um, – he left the floor. There was, they said it was a problem with the taping of the knee. Obviously, yeah. it was something well beyond that, but that's what was said at the, in the moment. Um, so you'd like to see him play 30 because that, that tells you the knee is, you know, there's no concerns at all. But I, I just, I think there's game conditioning that's got to get back. There's um, there's just a lot of boxes you've got to check. And the knee's part of it, too. And I think you don't want to stress it to the, to the max with 40 minutes or whatever yeah. in game one. And he, you know, again, the, the the focus is to win. The focus is to keep winning. And um, I'm as excited as anybody to watch Nick Smith out there. Believe me. Um, I'm looking forward to watching him play. But you've won, uh, you know, you won five in a row. And you're back to where, you know, you're, you've, you've got a shot to make a run now. And things are beginning to come together. There's a lot of confidence there. And so um, I think his addition only helps. But it's about the Razorbacks, and um, that's that that's got to be the focus. So with him coming back, and again, as you say, in the focus is, is there any point a part of this that is a distraction for this basketball team? With him seemingly playing tomorrow, first time in nearly two months, is that any bit of a distraction for this team? Well, it depends on how you define distraction. Is it going to be different with him out there? Sure. I mean, are they going to notice the cheers and everything? Sure they are. I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's no question about that. It's going to be different. But I don't think it's going to be a distraction if you're asking, is it going to affect their play in a negative way? No. I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening at all. Any chance he's in the starting lineup, or does he come off of the bench in this first uh, game? I mean, they've got – Chuck, you know this better. Hadn't the starting lineup been the same last know. three games? I don't. I, I I have no idea how they'll do that. I would expect that the starting lineup is going to remain. I know Muss has talked about different different situations, different matchups, but I mean, it's worked with Mitchell. 20 I know this. You better stop Tolu Smith if you're going to beat Mississippi State. And he's a big guy, and uh, so you know. Um, again, you've got to win the game, and if you're going to win the game, you got to you got to take him out of it. As much as you can. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a good player. He's a reigning SEC player of the week. Uh, this guy's been a very, very consistent player throughout his time there. And um, that's what tomorrow's about in my mind from a defensive standpoint. Um, you know, can you keep this guy from going off? Because I've seen him go off. And he's good. And when he does, he can take over a game. And so um, that's got to be the focus because – you know, Mississippi State's good enough to beat you. And so, you know, to me, yes, there's all these things everybody's going to be paying attention to tomorrow. And that's great. I'm going to be paying attention to it, too. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be very much fun tomorrow if Nick comes back and Razorbacks lose. That ain't going to be very much fun. That'd be the so, uh, you're... Your focus has got to be to go win the game first. Hey, Clearly, the refs were against you. Refs were great Tuesday night in Roth. That's the best performance yeah. I think I've ever seen out of that. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing, amazing when you, know, you win. When you win, they yeah. had a good game. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. Big highfalutin Top Gun music that, that introduced Chuck Barrett for this next segment. 
And let's just move on. It's brought to you by Baxter Health. All right, so it is a big game. And uh, I expect a full arena. I expect a big house there tomorrow, Chuck, because uh, I think it's going to be a hard ticket. These Saturday games, you pointed this out earlier, the rest of the way, going to be hard to get. And I think that, um, you know, it's good to kind of see it all kind of gelling in and, and, and doing what, what Muss has done. What is he, 15-1 and one now in February's? Doing what he always does in the month of February. Well, you know, they're, they've, they've, they're playing their best basketball right now. And um, that's... You know, that's what they've got to continue to do. They've been playing terrific defense, and it's fed everything they're doing on the offensive end. Um, You know, we talked about their shooting percentage against Kentucky. I mean, you know, when you get a lot of breakaways, when you get runouts, when you play the way they played defensively and force the turnovers and win the turnover battle by 13 points, you're going to have a really high shooting percentage. You know, you're going to have a really high percentage. And that's why that, you know, when you talk about is there going to be a drop off? I mean, if 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 you're plus thirteen in points off turnovers at the end of the day tomorrow, um, you you're probably going to be talking about winning six straight games, and um, that to me is what's made them good, and that's what gives them a chance. Because if they can keep playing defense like this, they don't have to be a great shooting, you know, dynamic offensive team because they're going to score a lot of points off turnovers. And you know. I think we can't lose focus so much. We've, we've talked about this and kind of hit this from a few different angles. Nick Smith coming back. You can't lose the focus of what's gotten you to this point and has won you, what was it, five SEC games in a row now? Yep. Right. Yeah, you, know, you can't lose focus of what the recipe for recent success has been. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like a 6-5 and five team is like, you know, this is the team in the country to beat. But from where you were to where you are at now, it's all happened without Nick Smith, and you can't forget the things that have brought you here. It's defense, right? You've, you, you, I know you shot the bell, the, be, the ball, the best you have all season long in rub, but it's been defense, and it's kind of like I'm forgetting the consecutive games. But you remember that game where they hit like ten or eleven threes, and next game they couldn't throw in the ocean, and must after games like we're not a three point shooting team. I, I don't know that, that was a one off basically. So, and then the game on Tuesday night, they took nine threes. They went four of nine. It was great. Devo hit one of two after he took ten the previous game. I mean, that's within the framework of the offense. Defense is this is always it was the calling card two years ago. It was the calling card last year. And it's going to be the calling card this year. You cannot get away from that. These little things, these ball screens, the pick and rolls, all that setup that he's continuously telling the gameplay. They can't just all of a sudden decide ah we're we're too good to do that. Just stick to it. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Yeah, I mean it's you know. The other night, they were taking what was given to them. I mean, there was plenty of open opportunities and convertible opportunities. That's why their shooting percentage is so high. Well, they got so many shots around the basket. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's like we were saying a minute ago. I mean, when you're plus 13 in turnovers and you're getting all those runouts, you're going to have a high shooting percentage because you're dunking and, lay, you know, having layups right. on the other end. And, you know, you look at the second half, Arkansas' shooting percentage was so high then. How many of those were, were off turnovers? You know, how many of those points that, you know, how many of those easy baskets were off of a turnover? And so, um, you know, everything, you know, it all works together. Both ends work together. And right now, Arkansas's, I mean, you know, their defense is leading to their offense. Yeah. And I thought one of the, you guys got to, to break it down, I'm sure, every angle. But the way Arkansas came out in the second half, what, what was it, a 7-0 run? 
and forced Cal to call a timeout. I don't remember. Six zero right there. Six, I think it was. I mean, it, and, um, but it, yeah, it was a ninety sl- seconds in. Yeah, it was a slap in the face to the Kentucky. I mean, I always look at it this way: man, a coach calls a timeout in a critical moment. He draws up a big play, then his then his team messes it up. Very the execution dumb. of that is very frustrating. You go in for for halftime and you visit for fifteen minutes, and then you come out and you play like garbage in the first ninety seconds. That has got to, for Cal been a very frustrating moment of that game where Arkansas, you know, planted their flag even more firmly in the beach that first two minutes of the second half. And I, I knew right then, I said, this team isn't going away. They're going to win this game yeah. tonight. Colin Kentucky, Kentucky doesn't have a point guard when Wheeler is unavailable. Wallace is a really good scorer, but he's not a point guard. And you look at what happened at the beginning of the second half, a lot of that was on him. Frederick had a turnover, but Wallace made a couple of really bad passes. Lazy passes out on the perimeter. Um, they're not as good a team when Wheeler can't play. Now, apparently, he's been better coming off the bench. But he missed that ball game, and I thought that affected them. And my suspicion is that Wheeler played, he would have started the second half. Wallace, again, is a really good player. I mean, 23 points. It speaks for itself. But he's not a point guard. And I thought that hurt them at the start of the second half when Arkansas really turned up the pressure. Uh, that's when, um, you know, that's when the entire tone for the remainder of the game was set. And uh, I won't say Arkansas won it right there, but, you know, if somebody were to argue that, I wouldn't put up much of a fight. we got to remember Damian Collins hit a buzzer beater right before half. Kentucky's down by one. Right. they got all the momentum heading into half. And then, like you said, for Arkansas to come out and punch him straight in the mouth was awesome. Cal must have been hacked off on that. Chuck, does, does Mississippi State have a point guard? You're talking about Tolu Smith. What do they have well, at that they position? Don't, they, yeah, I mean, Shaq Moore's their big scorer, but they, uh, you know, they've, they've or, or they're probably the best scoring guard, I guess you could say. They've, um, they've always got good guards. Now, you know, they don't have Molinar anymore, but um, you know, that's, that's a you know, that's a position where if a team's not strong, you can take advantage, and Arkansas has done a good job with their half-court traps. Uh, they've incorporated more trapping into what they do defensively as the season's worn on. And, you know, you, you combine that shot clock with a trap and, you know, the, the, the length that Arkansas has on the perimeter, I mean, that's, um, that's a big part of what they're doing right now is the other team's inability to get into their offense. And um, if they can continue to do that, they'll, they'll, they'll continue to play good defense overall. I always think about the Weatherspoon guards for State and then Jarvis for Nardo. I felt like he was there for years in Starkville. That's who I always yeah. think of with State. Yeah, they've uh, you know they've always been good enough to beat you. You know they've always had good enough players to beat you. Hey, let me talk just for a second about Baxter Health. We were talking about them a few minutes uh, a few moments ago, and they really are your home for compassionate care beyond measure. And they're happy to announce that Dr. Scott Ferguson has joined the Baxter Health family, and he's going to begin to see patients at their new Baxter Health Urology Clinic in Harrison. Now, if you're in Harrison, you know about Dr. Ferguson. He's been part of the medical community there for years, and um, it's already underway. He's taking new patients at his location at 715 West Sherman Avenue in Harrison. And you can call him at 870-741-2317, 870-741-2317. You can schedule your appointment today. And I'll also mention that the Baxter Health Urology Clinic in Harrison is now hiring nursing staff. They're sign-on bonuses. If you're an experienced LPN, you can come join the team of quality care providers. Visit workwhereyouvacation.com and apply right there. 
Got bad news yesterday. Jackson Wiggins out for the season for Arkansas baseball with a torn UCL. He's going to have to have Tommy John surgery. Guys, he was expected to be a starter, I think, for this baseball team. We saw Peyton Paulette last season go out before the, the season began. How, how big of an impact do you think on this has on this year's rotation? Well, it has an impact. I mean, it does. I mean, to say that, you know, you just, you know, you're just as good without a pitcher like that, you're not. What you hope is that you've got enough depth within your staff that, you know, you may not have a guy that, you know, is going to be your Friday. You know, you may not. I mean, I I don't know who their Friday night guy is going to be. Wiggins was certainly a candidate. I'm not saying you got to have a guy emerge and be as good as Jackson Wiggins was, but as a staff, you've got to be able to, you know, replace him. And it may, you know, you may do it with two guys, may do it with three. I don't know. But um, they do have a lot of depth in their pitching. And, it, you know, um, you got to plan for things like this. And, and I'm sure, you know, from a number standpoint, um, they break this down. They know what the odds are they're going to lose somebody, and it seems like the odds are pretty good, not just for Arkansas, but, you know, for a lot of teams out there. And so um, I'm sure in the backs of their minds, they, you know, you hope things don't like, like this don't happen, but, you know, you've, you've got to prepare yourself depth-wise for the fact that they probably will. So um, they're not as good without him, but I would imagine they'll find a way to replace him. Pardon me for a moment. Let me have a little bit of a fan take here. But is there any thought to the idea you've had back-to-back seasons where you've lost one of your better pitchers, your better arms preseason with Tommy Johns, Palette last year, Wiggins now this? Is there anything you should be looking at? Is there anything you should investigate? Is, is this just bad luck, or is there something in your process that needs to be you know, taken maybe a, a harder look at? I don't know the answer to that question because I'm not qualified to answer it. I do know that, you know, um, surgery on the elbow, surgery on the arm is almost like a rite of passage right now for some of these kids. And the truth of the matter is some of them come back better. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, old school guys and new school guys will argue about, you know, um, should you, you know, should you work the arm more? Should you baby it? I mean, there's all kinds of debates there. I don't know what the answer to the question is. Um, I know that when you look around baseball as a sport, uh, there are a lot of kids <clears throat> that have surgery at what I would call a very young age. Um, you know, you got guys going under the knife at, well, I mean, I don't know how old Jackson Wiggins is, but he's a young guy. You got guys going under the knife a lot younger than that now, so um, I don't think it's uncommon. I don't think it's out of the norm, is what I'm saying. But I'm not really qualified to answer that. We, we've got a mutual friend, Chuck, whose son was a teenager, uh, thirteen, fifteen years old, something like that, and had had this surgery. So I, you know, so I mean, it. You're right. It's younger and younger where where these uh, these procedures are being done. Well, here, here's what I'll say: Last year's team. While pitching wasn't necessarily the 100% strength, they still had some guys that could fling it. They still made it to the College World Series semis and were a game away from beating the College World Series final after losing their supposed Friday night guy. Now, again, this is a better question for Phil or you, Chuck, but, I mean, was Wiggins expected to be their Friday night guy? Well, he was among the candidates. Okay. He was among the candidates. I, You know, to say that he would have been, I don't know about that, but he was a, you know, he was going to be one of your... You know, one of your frontline guys, yes. We, we've talked about, you know, with Razorback football, the running back position, Dominique Johnson goes out, and you're like, 
you hate it for the young man, but at the same time, it's like that's maybe the one position where you could afford to lose someone. Pitching is going to be the strength of this team this year. So while this still is a blow, if you look at maybe another position, if you lost an infielder or a specific hitter, I don't know if it'll have as much of an impact because that's probably they're going to be their strength this year. Well, I don't know that I'd go that far. I mean, you just don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, you got to... I mean, you just don't know. The The thing about a situation like this is that, you know, you're going to play the entire season without him. Um, it's not like you got a guy that's, you know, 9-1 and one and you lose him in, you know, late April or early May. It's not like you got a guy that's, you know, hitting 340 for you and all of a sudden he's not going to play anymore. I mean, you're going to play the entire season this way. So guys will develop into their roles. Um, you know, again, I, I'm not going to act like it's not a blow. I mean, it is. But I do think that we have become, as a fan base, accustomed to them doing whatever they got to do to get there, regardless of what happens. Yeah. And I think regardless of whether it's fair or not, that's the expectation. And because they've done it. So, um, again, you hope that you've got enough depth on your pitching staff that you may not replace those innings and those wins with one individual. But hopefully you've got the depth that between two or three guys, you're able to replace that. And much like the basketball program, Dave Van Horn rallies his team to always play their best baseball in late May and early June, it seems like. If they're, you know, there's, there's, well, very there's some examples. really good teams. Yeah. I mean, there's some really good teams yeah. in our league. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, regardless of whether you got everybody on deck or not, I mean, you know, you're going to – it's tough to win the SEC in baseball. Just to put that in perspective and what Chuck's saying, Arkansas didn't get a single vote by the media to win the SEC West. Now you've got LSU at the top, A&M at second, and then Arkansas at third. Yeah, but look at the, the coaches or the media? Uh, coaches, excuse look, me. Right. Sorry, Read the points, right. though, from 2, 3, and 4 because it is uh, very tight. 69, 68, and 64. Right, I mean, the, the difference in second, third, and fourth in that poll is – it's yeah, you throw nothing. a ball into a hat right. and pull one out, and you got a chance to be right. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think about the schedule this year. Where you, if you go to we go to Baton Rouge, I know that. I think you host a And M, and then I can't remember. You go to Swayze or they come to Baum Walker. Either way, it's going to be a fun season. The big thing though, Tennessee coming here. I know you. I know you were on vacation, but did you see the Woo Pig weekend? The fact that they've got that's the spring be game. A big weekend. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Spring game at twelve. I saw UAB it. softball at three and then Arkansas and Tennessee at six that night. And I want to say that might be I can't remember if that's the nationally televised game. It's one of those games in the series that week. And that's a great setup for this athletics department. Well it's gonna be a great day and I'm glad they're doing it all like this. Um that's um in my mind something that, you know, they need to do every year. They need to find a way to do this every year. And uh coincide it I'm not saying that it will always work out where you've got a baseball and a softball series at home but if you can make it work schedule wise for the other sports um this will be a big day it'll be a fun day people will enjoy coming they'll spend the day spend the weekend and um it'll be a weekend people talk about for a while you know everybody's and and rightfully so fired up for the tennessee weekend with texas and ou joining the league we have focused a lot on football but guys texas joining this league in baseball is going to be uh, I don't say as much fun as football, but it is going to be a lot of fun to have Texas 
on the on the baseball schedule. And Oklahoma's a good program too. I mean, a really good program. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, those will those will be fun series. You know, there's 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 an ebb and a flow to it. I mean, Tennessee's a rival. We consider Tennessee to be a big baseball rival right now. Um, you know, I can recall not too long ago when Arkansas and Tennessee baseball didn't even move the needle. Right. Um, you know, so uh, it'll it'll change as we go, but there's no question. I mean, having those teams playing them in baseball, uh, that'll be fun. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dine-in and carry-out. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Back in Bud Walton Arena tomorrow night at 5 o'clock, Arkansas hosting Mississippi State. Nick Smith Jr. expected to be back according to the Instagram Live he did with him and his teammate Makai Mitchell. Gonna have to wait and see, but it looks like he is coming back. Women in action last night. They lose a tough one to Vanderbilt, 78-70. to Michaela Daniels goes for 31 in the loss. Had a great performance from her individually, just didn't get it done as a team. We were talking about Woo Pig Weekend coming up April the 15th. You've got a bunch of things going on that day. Spring game at 12, Arkansas versus UAB softball at 3, and then Arkansas hosting the Tennessee Volunteers and Tony Vitello that night at 6 o'clock. Speaking of baseball, Brady Tiger, Peyton Stovall listed as first team all SEC guys from the coaches yesterday. Arkansas picked third by the coaches in the SEC West. SEC is stacked in baseball this year. And unfortunately, got to share the news. Jackson Wiggins out for the year. Torn UCL is going to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, it's a bummer for him, guys, because I don't know he was really excited about this year. Yeah, it's a blow for the team. It's a blow for him. That's the thing that I think about when guys get hurt. Uh, we all tend to focus, well, what's that going to do to the team? And I understand that, but... You know, these guys put in a lot of work. They put in a lot of hours um, to perfect their craft. And, you know, when an injury happens and, you know, you're not going to be able to play for a while, um, that's what I think about because I know it's devastating to these kids. Also want to wish Bobby Portis a happy 27th birthday today. And uh, hopefully he has a good one. That is going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You want to you do the jingle like we've had to do before, Tommy? <laughs> Get after it. No, we gotta I think, I think I'm here. I'll add a button here. Call 888.
Eight sparkies. Uh, Solved the problem over here. We get it. All right. Let's uh, go and get into one of our favorite segments each and every week. That is our Fence Man Friday picks as we welcome in Sean from the Fence Man this morning. Sean, good to see you, man. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're doing all right. We got. You know what I like about Sean? He comes in ready to go to work. He's got his hoodie on. He's got his cap on. He's going to leave here and he's going to go to work. This is the easiest part of Sean's day, I'll bet. Uh, I, I'm just dressed up to look the part. <laughs> oh, okay. He's got a well, hard you look jacket the part. You got me fooled. You got no. me fooled. No, you know what? I do. I do, do enjoy getting out and seeing my crews do the work that they do and uh, whatever we can do to get it done together. So thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, let's get to it. Our Fence Man Friday picks. Fenceman Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work. Wildcats trying to bounce back in Athens this weekend. They are a 10-point road favorite, guys. Does Kentucky bounce back, Tommy? Uh, Yes, give me Kentucky. What do you think, Sean? Wildcats do it in Athens? Wildcat. Chuck? Georgia Bulldogs. I'm going to say Georgia as well. I, I think that, that the Kentucky's going to win, but I think that 10-point spread's a little too much. And this is, I think, going to be one of the more exciting games of the weekend outside of Fayetteville. Alabama and an undefeated conference record traveled to the jungle to take on Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. Auburn is a five-point home underdog, Tommy. Do they cover or do they win? Auburn had been playing well as of late. Uh, lost to, to A&M twice. Lost at home. To, I just can't see them losing. An, uh, they may lose this game. But I can't see them getting blown out. I, I think Bama wins close. Give me Auburn in the five points. So what happens in uh, the jungle this weekend? I'll take Alabama. Yep, I think Alabama. Also. I think Auburn is going to keep it close, Tommy, but I think Brandon Miller, Clowney are too much of them, but I do think Auburn is able to cover that five-point spread. All right, Missouri at Tennessee. The Vols coming off a loss against their rival Vanderbilt earlier this week. They are six-point favorites at home against Missouri, Tommy. Do they cover against the visiting Tigers and Dennis Gates? Give me Tennessee at home. Yeah, I got Tennessee in this one, too. I think they bounce back. I think Barnes chews them out all week, and they come ready to play on Saturday. What do you think, Sean? Go Vols! Chuck? I got Tennessee in this one. I would expect them to come out and play a really tough defensive game. We're all on the balls on this one. All righty. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arkansas a seven-point favorite at home. Tommy, is that too much? What are we thinking? I think seven's too much. Arkansas wins this game, but uh, seven's too much. Give me Mississippi State. Sean, what do we think, man? I'm like you. I think seven points is too much. Our Razorbacks are going to win, but I'm going to stay with the Razorbacks. Yeah, I think that Mississippi State covers, but Arkansas ultimately wins this game. Uh, this should be a fun one tomorrow night, Budwall and Arena. All right, Chuck, for you, we'll go to Gainesville. Vanderbilt taking on the Gators. They're coming off their best win of the season at home against Tennessee. Florida is a four-point home favorite. Do the Gators and Colin Castleton cover in the, I almost said the swamp, at home? I, th- I think Florida Florida wins that game by more than four, yes. All right. Taking the Gators on this one. They'll, Are we picking the Super Bowl? Travel, yeah. As far as basketball, right. yes. Ar- oh, okay. So that's our basketball pick. Super Bowl-wise, Philadelphia is a one-and-a-half-point favorite 
in this one. This line has not changed for about a, a week or so. Tommy, you start. Chiefs or Eagles? It sounded like Eagles earlier. For yeah, me. give me the Eagles in this game. I hope the Chiefs win. That's who I'd like to see win because I don't like the Eagles a whole lot, but I think the Eagles win the game. What do you think, Sean? Chiefs all the way. I'm a big Mahomes fan. I I put a bid on to win a find an autograph deal for me on the other day. What do you think, Chuck? Man, I don't know, but I'm going to go with the better defense, I think, Philadelphia, and uh, which means you better load up on Kansas City. Yeah. <sighs> I, I want to know what Zach Arnes is picking because I'd pick the opposite. But I would probably, initially I was thinking Eagles, but I think I'm going to switch back to the Chiefs because y'all said Patrick Mahomes and him being the great equalizer. I think he does something unbelievable in this game and it pushes them over the top. I, I could see that. I could see that happening. Uh, he's a, a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback, so I'll go Patrick Mahomes in this yeah. one. Y'all big halftime performance guys? Are you you going to make sure you have your plate of nachos ready to – to watch all the music at halftime. We got Rihanna. Yeah. We got Stapleton singing the national anthem. Rihanna at halftime. I'll watch Rihanna. That's a, that's What's a, the that's over under on time of the national anthem? Ooh, I think it's a minute 35. Okay. Hammer all the right. over. All right. You think it'll be over? He's a, he's a country music guy. I mean, he might go, you know, he might like, you know, do it a little bit slower. I don't know. I, I minute 35, huh? I think he right, Well, that's what over. I heard Orange saying yesterday. So. Oh, okay. All right. We well, put the I mean, Zach bets on everything. What did Zach? What did Zach say? What did he's betting on the over? Oh, well, I don't remember that part. But uh, I, they were going through some of these prop bets yesterday as I was listening. So I would yeah. probably take the over. I, I'm 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 on Chuck's line of thinking. I think that Stapleton will. Uh, you know, he, he's just not. A, he He'll do draw it out. You right. Know. Right. Right. Wait, wait, long country draw scene. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. that's oh, what I mean. Go. Yeah, have that long draw there. I'm a Stapleton guy. I like I like I like Stapleton. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Arkansas hoping to extend its conference winning streak to six games tomorrow night inside of Bud Walden Arena as they welcome in the visiting Mississippi State Bulldogs. I know Nick Smith Jr. has been on everyone's mind, not just this morning, but the last week or so. We're going to talk about him and a lot more about this basketball team, plus get into some Super Bowl prop bets coming up in just a bit. Fast Break Friday brought to you by QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in this exciting treatment with regenerative medicine. They use Highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair the damaged joint tissue in your body. I had shoulder pain on my left side. 
UC Kinetics has helped ease that pain and eliminate that pain with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. So stop taking pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years now. And thanks to QC Kinetics, it's available right here in Northwest Arkansas. So if you're sick and tired of joint pain, call my friends at QC Kinetics, 479-999-1234. That's 999-1234 for QC Kinetics. Let's welcome in Charlie and Camden. Charlie, what's up, man? Good morning, guys. Uh, hey, Charlie. Hey, Tommy. Uh, Tommy, uh, Chuck, yeah, well, Tommy, I know you may go back and listen to the show sometimes, but did you know uh, Todd told me yesterday you were only just like a couple years older than him? And I know that's true. It's being considerate and kind. (laughs) Well, yeah, but but I'm wise beyond my years, you know. Yes, and I know, and I get that, and Chuck is too. But he was making a he, they were he was making a great point yesterday about bringing Nick back, and I went back and listened to it, and um, you know he's right because I think at the end of the day, anytime you add someone with that, you know, that is that talented to a to a team that's already playing well, you know, there may be a little bit of bump in the road or whatever, but at the same time, like you got to see. Uh, I mean, if it, if it can make it better, and anytime you can make your team better, I don't care how it is, you do it. You 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 um, you take a chance, and you brought Chuck in, you brought Matt Jones in, you know. So he made that point, and I thought it was a great point. And anything that you're doing in life, you know, any way you can improve it, I mean, whether it's sports, whatever your job, um, you do it. And I think you got to bring him back. And for me, a month ago. Everybody was talking about Nick needed to come back and be the savior of this team. It's a little different now. I mean, you know, when you look at it, because this team is playing well. So he needs to just come back and play within the flow of the team. The one thing that Matt talked about yesterday on halftime was he can't come back and, you know, play bad defensively. He's got to come back and defend at least. And, you know, the offense will come for him because he's a natural offensive player. So, anyways, I think I think it's a good point by Ty yesterday and, I just wanted to say that, and uh, I'm sorry I hung up on you, too, because I couldn't hear you. But anyway, I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it for calling in this morning, Charlie. Yeah, what Matt said about the defense, Nick, is no one's going to be as good as Devo on defense, but that's where this team is really clamped down as of late. That's going to be the biggest adjustment for Nick. I don't don't think his offense is going to be – it might not happen tomorrow night immediately, but – I have no doubt he'll be able to score points. What I want to know is can they have the same defensive prowess with him on the floor compared to when he wasn't playing for this team? I think they will. I think they will. I, you know, the thing that um, the thing that they're doing right now from a defensive standpoint is, I mean, they're really playing team defense all over the floor. And um, Nick will be fine in that area. I, I, but now Matt's right. I mean, that is the spot where – you know, he's got to come back and play well. I mean, you've got to play well on that defensive end. And, you know, that's that's why when, you know, people talk about how many minutes will he play, how many will he score, all that stuff. I mean, that's the obvious stuff. But, you know, the, 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 the defensive play, as we've seen, I mean, if you play defense, you'll get time. If you don't, um, you know, you may not get as much. So, I think they'll. I think they'll blend him into what they're doing very well. What's the important thing to watch? Steals and turnovers created. Is it? Is it the points that his that his primary uh, opponent doesn't score? What What are you really watching for in his defensive game? And you know, how would you measure it? 
Well, I think, you know, part of it's, you know, you can you can watch what's happening. Uh, I mean, if a guy's taking him or if he's making mistakes, then, um, you know, the coach will see that and he'll he'll adjust accordingly. But, um, um, you know, I think we're overanalyzing this just to just to be real blunt. I, th- I think he'll uh, I think he'll. I think he'll figure into what they're doing very nicely. I mean, you're bringing in a naturally gifted basketball player. He's played defense before. Um, you know, he's not unfamiliar to his teammates. Uh, you know, they've 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 played with him, and I don't think the adjustment's going to be as great as people think. I think there will be a physical adjustment for him in terms of basketball conditioning and. Um, you know, basketball shape versus just being in great shape. They're two different things. And I think all that will come for him. But I'm not worried about this from a team standpoint. I, I don't think it's going to negatively affect the defense. And, um, you know, I, I think it will help them in terms of their scoring. It's a little bit of give and take. I mean, you're giving up a little less defense for a lot more offense, I'd say. And on that note, the – the whole thing with Nick is when I watched him this season, offensively, there's no doubt the offensive gifts are there. I did see him get beat a couple times, but you were asking the question about turnovers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Outside of the Kentucky game in this winning streak, they haven't forced to turn turnovers. They've just locked down defensively. And I know Muss has been – he didn't. as long as they're winning, it's not as big a deal. But it's not like this team is forcing 20-some-odd turnovers a game like they were in non-con. They have just shut down teams. And they haven't rebounded the ball particularly well because there's a ton more rebounds to get because teams are shooting 34 to 41 percent. So I don't know if this team's ever going to be elite in forcing turnovers like you saw on Tuesday night, but they're just going to be really hard to score against, and that's fine as long as you get the rebound. Possession goes the other way; doesn't matter. You want to get on fast break and transition, but at the end of the day, if you limit your opponent to 30, 40 percent, that's okay. Well, I think they'll continue to force turnovers. I, I think that, um, again, from an offensive standpoint, I think this team needs turnovers to score. And, you know, that's uh, that's a big part of what they did the other night. And when they've played well, that's what they've done. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be a rising tide that will lift all boats at some point. Now, you know, is Nick Smith going to come in and revolutionize this team in game one against Mississippi State? No. But I think... Now you feel better about your chances down the, down the line when you got to go to Tuscaloosa and you got to go to Knoxville. You know, this is a guy that, that yeah, I'm not saying they didn't have a chance before, but you really feel good about if, if the trend line continues in the direction you're on. Now some of those games that could move you a seed line, you really got a chance in, in those type of ball games. I Yep, nothing to dispute here. All right, let's go to Brent in Stuttgart. Brent, you're on the morning rush. What's going, what's going on, Ty, Tommy, and Chuck? Long time no talk. Brent, what's happening, buddy? Oh, man, I just want, I just want to tell you, uh, that game uh, Tuesday night was something to behold. It was absolutely fantastic. And, Chuck, I want your opinion on this game uh, tomorrow night at 5 o'clock, Mississippi State. Will we see the will we see the same type game Mississippi State wants to play that uh, New Mexico State played against us in the in the and Buff was it Buffalo? Yeah, round of thirty two game where you beat Chris Jans and the Aggies last year. That was an ugly game, Chuck. We couldn't score at all. 
Yeah, I mean, I would suspect, you know, based on what we've seen from Mississippi State, I mean, that's kind of their M.O. They're not a real pretty team offensively. I watched them play against LSU the other night, and, I mean, there were points where they, you know, they, they shot the ball well, and then there were points where, I mean, they just missed wide-open jumper after wide-open jumper. But, you know, defensively, uh, they've been good. And, they, you know, they're going to play a – I'm sure they're going to want a gritty style of basketball. They, you know – um, offensive rebounds, things of that nature. But I think Arkansas will turn them over some. I think they'll turn them over some, get out in transition. And um, Mississippi State's good enough to beat you, though. That's the thing that you've always got to remember. And, um, you know, I, I'm just going to be honest. I think for the last 24 hours, as fans, we focused on the wrong thing. It's understandable, but I think we're focusing on the wrong thing. Um, this, this, it's about this team and this team's playing really well right now. And, um, I think they'll continue to do that. I think Bud Walton arena is going to be rocking tomorrow. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be ready to go. Um, and I think these guys will be ready to play. Yeah. What was it last week? Mississippi state took Alabama to the wire. What was it? A three point game? 63, yeah, it was a three point or... game in Tuscaloosa yeah. a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it. You know, this is a team more than capable of beating you when they're able to take Alabama to one of the, uh, I guess, one of the closest chances they've had to lose this year, Chuck, was was against Mississippi State in conference play. Well, I mean, Mississippi State's looking at the other team's field goal percentage, too. And, I mean, that's 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 how they've, you know, when they've won, that's how they've won. Now, they've got a great player in Tolu Smith. I mean, he's a great player. And they're going to have to do some similar things to what they did with, uh, with Sheboy. So... You know, to me, that's a that's a real issue in this game, and it may be the key in this game to me is uh, you know what they do with that big guy inside. You got killed pretty bad in the post last year. Now it was part of the game plan, but not allowing threes. But you think about what Kessler, Castleton, Timmy, and Sheboy did to you last year. Now you've only played Sheboy to this year to this point, but how much of a difference have y'all seen in post present with the Mitchell twins this year? In well, they're a lot more physical. A lot more physical, a lot more body. You know, you've uh, uh, you got physical presence in there. You got athletic guys. You can defend above the rim. You can. Uh, I mean, look at the block shots. You know, um, all that stuff speaks for itself. They're uh, they're much better defensively down there. You know, Jalen was so good at drawing charges, but that basically was was their defense around the basket. He didn't. You know, he didn't. He didn't have a lot of help in that regard. And so, um, I think adding those two guys on both ends of the floor has made a real difference for this team. And them starting together the other night on their birthday, seems like they're they're the game for both of them. And not for Mackay, I guess it is. I, I, sometimes I get, those, uh, get that backwards. But uh, together, them on the floor, that, that seems to have elevated here in the last 10 days or so, Chuck, the, the, the play they've yeah. had together on the floor. And that's a credit to both them because, yeah. you know, they tried that earlier and it didn't really work. And, um, you know, they, um, they came back to it. And it's worked this time. And, you know, Makai had nine rebounds. Uh, Mikel, you know, had the blocks and was a little bit better offensively the other night. Makai's not scored the last couple of games much. But to his credit, um, he's been good in other areas. Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.